Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 11. We're going to be looking at um, verse 2 down to verse 11. And it starts reading, um, and I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. Then I was given a measuring rod like a staff, and I was told, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there. This is what we're talking about yesterday. Like in this vision, John is now measuring the temple of God and the altar. So, is he measuring the, he just got through talking about, um, you know, he just eaten the Word of God, um, but he's measuring the temple. Maybe he's measuring the people. Maybe, maybe he's measuring the temple of God as a reference to the church that we talked about back when we were studying Ephesians. The, the people, we are the church, which is part of the mystery of the gospel, that we are all united in Christ. But in any event, he is measuring the the temple and the altar, but he's not measuring the courtyard where other people are. Perhaps that's where the people haven't come into the church, haven't come into the church, into the body of Christ. They're outside the temple. Okay, so leave that out for it is given to the nations and they will trample the holy city for 40 two months. Okay, so then we come to verse 3, and I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. So, so that's 42 months amount of time, and so um, this is a really interesting thing that, that the Lord is granting authority to two witnesses, and two witnesses are going to be um, prophesying they're going to be announcing, and we know that when two or more are gathered uh, in my name, I'm with them. So, in any event, um, verse 4 reads, These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. Verse 5, And if anyone would harm them, fire pours from their mouth and consumes their foes. If anyone would harm them, this is how he is doomed to be killed. And they have the power to shut the the sky, that no rain may fall during the days of their prophesying. And they have power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they desire. So these witnesses for 
for the Lord <clears throat> are going to be given this ability, and they're going to have authority, and they're going to have power to do to, to over over the rain and water and um, plagues as often as they desire, and fire would come from their mouth and consume their foes. I mean, these two olive trees, these two lampstands. So who are these people? Well, McGee teaches that um, perhaps one of them is Elijah, because in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the day of the Lord comes. And then in Matthew chapter 17, verse 11, Jesus is talking about Elijah will come and restore all things. So perhaps um, this is a reference to Elijah. Perhaps um, um, it's a reference to, to Moses because he's talking about turning the water into blood like Moses did before. But um, McGee says we really don't know who this other person is. McGee, McGee had, was floating a theory that he thought it might be John the Baptist, but we just don't know. But in any event, verse 7, and when they finish their testimony... The beast that rises from the bottomless pit. We talked about that before. That was we were teaching. That was a reference to Satan. Will make war in them and conquer them and kill them. So these people, these witnesses for the Lord, are not infallible, and that Satan will eventually conquer them and kill them. Verse eight. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city that symbolically is called. Sodom and Egypt, where their Lord was crucified. So this might be um, a reference to Jerusalem, where the Lord Jesus was crucified, but their dead bodies will lie in this street. And perhaps they're uh, symbolically calling it Sodom and Egypt, perhaps, maybe, because during this time, uh, the holy city of Jerusalem is not... Um, very holy at this point. It's sort of a worldly city, and it is um, the church, the temple that John's measuring there is not really a physical temple. It's the made up of the people who are in the Lord, in the, his church, in his body. Um, but in any event, uh, these two witnesses for the Lord Jesus, perhaps they're um, two witnesses in a very hostile, atheistic world, for three days, for three and a half days, some from the peoples and tribes and languages and nations will gaze at their dead bodies and refuse to let them be placed in a tomb. In other words, this, this generation won't even let them be buried. And they just want to look at them. They want to look at them and gawk at them. Verse 10, and those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and exchange presents because these two prophets had been, in a, had been a torment to those who dwell on the earth. So they are so unholy. They are celebrating the death of these two prophets. And, um, and you know, Satan is in control. Verse 11, but after the three and a half days, a breath of life from God entered them and they stood up on their feet and great fear fell on those who saw them. Could you imagine that? McGee was saying, could you imagine all the TV cameras just pointing on them, people all over the earth, you know, were saying, finally, we've got those super great prophets, and they are dead now. And see, there is no God, or God's not in control, because we killed them. Then, verse 12, this to me is so dramatic. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies watched them. Okay, so after those days, 
they heard a loud voice from heaven, and they saw these men come back alive. They were resurrected, and they went up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies watched them. So a very powerful, um, you know, situation here that is happening before the return of the Lord Jesus. And so I just, man, I'd, I'd not seen this before. Can you imagine how dramatic that would be and will be? So we'll stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this today. And for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. And we'll see you back here tomorrow as we continue our study through this, this really, really fascinating book of Revelation.